Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 115. And today we are uh, live at SEMA with Javier Ortega. Javier, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, Frank. And I'm very excited. And I see this as, a, as a, not only a privilege, but an opportunity. Wow, thank you. And, uh, you know, I look forward to it. Thank you, man. Thank you. So uh, for everybody that doesn't know the name or the voice, Javier is the, the man behind OGS 1320, um, H-Day, and just so much cool stuff that happens in our industry, man. And it's been for ever since I've been in the community and from stories that I hear longer than that. Yeah, it's been very long. I don't want to date myself, but you know, you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. You're the OG, man. <laughs> so um, how's your tri how's your SEMA trip been so far? Excellent, man. I, it's been ex an exciting SEMA. I see new new energy. Yeah. You know... I see more people excited about the future, which I like, you know. I'm a positive guy, so when we go around the booth and all that, uh, all the booth, you know, people are on a positive mindset yeah. and looking forward to doing business and stuff. That's a great departure from maybe five years ago. Definitely. So to continue to come and see the show change from an... You know, like, oh, things are tough to it. Like, everybody's like new products, new cars, new projects. To see that is exciting. And yeah. it's, it's not only exciting, but motivating, right? Definitely, definitely. What I tell people is when I come to the SEMA show, it's, it, it's like a rejuvenation because I've spent the whole entire year just grinding and grinding. And you know what shows, events are coming up certain months and certain times. So... It, it kind of just all blends together and by the end of the year you're kind of just you know running out of gas and then coming to to uh sema it's like that refill that you need definitely it you know it is the world's largest automotive gathering right yes and for a car guy like you and i it's like coming to disneyland when you're like five years old oh damn i'm gonna see all this yeah you know and I think more people need to take on the opportunity to attend SEMA and more people need to value the opportunity of what's being presented at SEMA. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's not just the projects. It's not just, you know, like asking for a sponsorship or it's not just having products on display. It's about the people. You get to see all your long distance friends. You Definitely. get to spend time with them. You get to vibe about new projects, new opportunities and all that. So I think people, you know, a lot of people do embrace it, but I think more people that choose not to come need to realize, like, that's a cool show to attend. Yeah. I need to be part of that, and I need to part, be part of the growth, continued growth process of the automotive industry. No, definitely, man. And ever since I've been coming here, I've seen you at the event. I think we may have even met here we at did. SEMA. We did. We did. A song club. It could have been at Paris. Yeah, we made a song club on, a, on an outside deck. If I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like you said, man, you get to meet up with your friends because as much as we attend age day, there's not really that much time that we get to sit down and have a conversation because you got so much things going on. So it's kind of cool that after an event or after SEMA, we get to go to a club and hang out and stuff like that. It Definitely. It really helps with the bonding. Ex know? Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, a great value of SEMA is, is, like I said, is the people and being able to relate to them, being able to talk one-on-one -on -one with them, being able to spend quality time, whether Definitely. it's hanging out for dinner or at the club or something. You know, so it's a great, great time of the year. Yeah, and you mentioned people taking, uh, taking the opportunities that are given to them. So uh, you guys actually took a really big opportunity this uh this sema and started a new tradition hopefully a tradition the uh h-day taco tuesday oh definitely definitely <laughs> that that was an awesome time i can't think enough the people of the west coast especially las vegas they came out on draws on a strength and it, it really showcased the awareness about the brand on the west coast yeah 
And uh, I can't thank enough people like yourself, Brian Gillespie, and everybody else, uh, Nicole from BMS, everybody else that took the time on their Tuesday night where they had responsibilities to attend or H-Day Taco Tuesday meet, which was a great success. Yeah. We put out a little teaser and a couple of pictures, but we have so much content from it. We're going to flood the interweb next week. I'm excited, man, when I seen, when we pulled up, we were in the parking lot outside, and we seen cars coming up, and I said, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this. And then everybody said, oh, yeah, we can't go in until 8 o'clock. And I said, go in. I thought we were in. <laughs> so once we started going in, then I seen the uh, the OGS setup, man. It was so apparent to me. You got the guys out there directing traffic. Then you got the music. You got the tent. You got the DJ. You know, you got the taco truck. And then you got everybody creating the content. Mo- the models. The models the- right there. The the product giveaway. You guys were giving away the t-shirts, the hats. Man, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. We give away a ton of stuff. And, you know, like... We, we really go the extra mile. We brought four, four digital media people, so yeah. we definitely are going to have, uh, we have excellent content from the SEMA show as far as for the Honda and Acura community. Yeah. And uh, from the Taco Tuesday, we definitely <laughs> have a ton of that. And we also rented an NSX and a Civic Type R, which That's right. there's tons of content coming from that. So I think I saw a Lambo in there too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Man, who's, who's keeping track of that? <laughs> that that was just you oh know. man but it was really cool just walking around i i didn't even feel like i was on the west coast because i'm seeing so many different people from around the country and then seeing everybody from the east coast that's part of the ogs team and i'm like man this is awesome you know definitely but our goal with the taco tuesday meet was to deliver a two-hour super condensed age the experience yeah. to our, some of our west coast followers because unfortunately for us or fortunately we were able to get the casino but that's their own, uh, parking space that they had available for us to rent mm-hmm. and it was limited to 80 cars yeah so we definitely had a few hundred people interested on bringing their car but we could only take 80 so hopefully everybody understood yeah we tried to take a mixture of cars and the rest of the people parked on the parking deck. And I have to say, there were probably 800 to 1,000 people there yeah. uh, quietly enjoying themselves and yeah. celebrating the Honda and Acura lifestyle in the age they way. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And uh, I was just hearing it from people that I was speaking with. They were just so surprised how somebody from the East Coast was able to cook something up over here on the West Coast and make it just just look so, so presentable. You know, it, it was a really good time. Thank you, thank you. And that, you know, a lot of credit goes to Brian. You Definitely. know what I mean? Brian is uh, a super integral part of the OGS 1320 crew and uh, the head of operations and marketing. And I tell you, we were able to put that together in two weeks. Yeah, I remember. So, you know, I can't thank my team enough for working so hard to be able to put on such a great thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. So is this going to be uh, a tradition from now on? Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> H-Day Taco Meet, H-Day Tuesday Taco Meet on uh, 2020. It's, awesome. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, we get a bigger venue. Yeah, definitely. So, you were speaking earlier about SEMA being the um, the largest trade show or automotive trade show in the world. So, let's go ahead and talk about the largest uh, Honda Meet in the world, H-Day. Definitely. You know, H-Day is uh, my creation, right? And... Um, I established H-Day in 2002 because I wanted to get together with my Honda friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, needless to say, the first ones weren't as big as they are now, but they were what it's all about, about getting together with your Honda and Acura friends and celebrating and spending time talking about each other's builds, listening to music, uh, drag racing or road race, whatever we're doing, you know utilizing our cars you know what i mean uh, but part of age day is not just the experience right it's driving to age day with your friends yeah meeting them at the rest stop having dinner beforehand uh, after it's a whole it's an it's, it's an entire experience right and we've been able to take it to a different level now we you know we we're able to deliver part of the experience via the digital world with our uh, 
media team. Yes. And, you know, through through some uh, live content and why not. So it's nothing like living things in real life, right? Like you could play a racing video game. Yeah. But it's a lot better to get in a car. Definitely. And go to a drag strip or a road course and experience your car. You know, so what we try to do is educate or showcase to those people that can make it to the event. Like, this is how it feels. So, with that said, you know, we we started in 2002. We're the world's largest Honda and Acura event. Uh, the event is being emulated or copied, for lack of better words, yes. all over the country. And I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is when people decide to use the name HD gotcha. without being associated with it or or using or logo mm. or making trophies that look like ours and banners and all that because that's what's called deception. And people might think like, oh, he's just mad because they're taking money out of, uh, out of his pocket. I don't have no money problems. Yeah. My problem is you're being deceptive to the consumer. And when he goes and have a bad experience at an event that wasn't put on or executed by me, who's the person who created and is focused on quality, mm -hmm. then I get a bad rap without being involved in it. Yeah. So that, that's the only thing I care about. But my, my, my wish is for everybody around the world to be able to celebrate the Honda and Acura lifestyle at whatever event they choose to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm... I support the brand. I love the brand. That this, I love every car brand, but my favorite brand is Honda. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, people could tell that by my collection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So um, I've been going to H Day since 2012. Wow. 2012, and we haven't missed a year yet. Even if I personally haven't been there, I've had a booth there, a presence, and you guys have always treated me great, man. And it's just, it, it's like you said, it's something that you can't see through social media. Although you guys do put together great videos, great recaps of the events, it's it doesn't give you that same feeling, you know? Right, 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 right. Well, nothing is, nothing is, there is nothing like real life of entertainment, right? Yeah. And that's what we try to provide. What my vision is when people come to the event, to live the event, to experience the event, and then go home like, damn! Yeah. I can't wait to come back to one of these, yeah. right? And, you know, hopefully you're not only doing that, but saying, damn! I can't believe I won this freaking car. Ooh, let's talk about that, man, because that's something that is very rare in the community. That doesn't happen a lot, and that happens at least three times during the year for an H-Day event. Definitely. You know, part of part of H-Day, a big part of H-Day is giving back to the community, right? Giving back in many ways, whether whether we're giving away T-shirts, whether we're giving away hats, lanyards, and all that. But the pinnacle of the giveaways is the giveaway car. So every age they has a giveaway car, which I personally, with my friends, build. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, you know, make changes to it and add things to it and make it a, a nice project car, right? And then give it away within the attendees, free yeah. or charge as a way for me to give back, you know what I mean? And that's something that makes me feel good and that's something that makes my staff feel good mm -hmm. because of many reasons, right? A lot of the people that have won these projects cannot afford to buy them. Some, some do, some don't, right? But also, I get to build projects. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, I get to live the life I love, yeah. you know what I mean? And do it over and over. How many people could say that? Being able to build three cars at least during a year, that's a blessing, you know, to be able to put your creativity out there, get these brands together, right? create a build that, that you're happy with, and then see somebody else to change their life. Right. And then, you know what? We couldn't do this without the support of people like yourself and you. Hasport and, and, and the people that support us all the time with, you know, parts and stuff like that. Because 
obviously it takes a lot of funding to give away a car you know what i mean and yeah. so any any little bit helps so we're always grateful to work with great companies you know what i mean like to to deliver that right look like damn i love this car yeah sometimes people say oh i don't like the color oh why you wrap the car or this and that but at the end of the day we're giving you a platform right yeah a platform that you're able to modify yourself and make it your own right because i just I'm just building a project with a vision, but it's just that, my vision. Mm -hmm. Your vision, you could be sitting next to me and you're seeing this lamp differently. Yeah. So you got to give it that different look. I just don't think a lot of people really understand things from outside perspective. They just see it from from their own own views, you know. Just even about the project cars, the locations of the meets, you know, there's a lot of selfishness that goes into it. And I see it in the comments on, on posts and it really bothers me a lot because I see how much work that you put into it. And then you see somebody make such a petty comment saying like, it was, why isn't the show here? Or why didn't you give away this or whatever you did? Right. I, you know what? This is, this is, it's funny. I used to take that very personal. I no longer do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I I feel it's like a generational thing. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a lot older, right? Uh, in years, but not in my mindset yes. or, or what I like, right? So I'm able to process that because I was living life before the internet, right? And then the internet came, and unlike people my age. I embraced it mm -hmm. and I love it. And that's what I understand it, right? That's why I understand it so well. I'm able to relate to people that were born on the internet era, right? Yeah. So is we're only as good as our thoughts, right? So you give these you give these people that were born during this era a tool that they need to learn how to manage, right? So I see something I don't, they don't understand that, oh, I see something, I just say what comes to my mind. Well, it's just like speaking. You can't just say what comes to your mind. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, sometimes your boss pisses you off or your, your, or your friend pisses you off or this and that, but you got to filter in your head, like, I can't say that because that's not right. Yeah. But it's almost like some people cannot process that when they're in the digital world. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's social media, I could say whatever I want. You could, but maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not the right thing to do that you know, we should we should all have a filter. You know, to be able to filter ourselves to conduct ourselves properly because at the end of the day, you're not really hurting anybody's feelings. You're misrepresenting yourself. Yeah. And that's the bad part that they're misrepresenting themselves because I talk to people sometimes after they make comments like that, oh man, I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> they, I'll give you a perfect example that would blow your mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm just talking about blowing minds, by the way. If you're listening, I got nothing to do with any funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so the day before H Day, Friday, mm -hmm. Brian hits me up with something. He shows me a, a flyer. H Day is canceled. That's right. Yeah. You know, and he's a guy from the Maryland area. And we spent time reaching out to the guy and stuff like that. He got all over social media. They don't, you know, I have over six figures invested on this event. And to this guy, he thought it was a joke between him and his friends. Like, oh, I didn't mean nothing by it. It's not that hard, this and that. But this is real life. You know what I mean? If... I honestly think and I have never sued anybody in my life. I've never been any part of any lawsuits, automotive, or otherwise, ever, mm -hmm. right? But I guarantee you that in the legal system, there is something I could do about Definitely, that. Yeah. But I didn't. But, it, but it's the mindset of this person not understanding that it's not only my livelihood, but I got sponsors. I got people like yourself attending the show to set up vendor. And he, without a much thought, made a flyer and said that the event is canceled and went viral. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it, so it makes you think, like, you know, are these people 
having the foresight past their nose mm. and thinking about my actions have an effect on those around me. Yeah. I think that I think that's a generational thing that needs to be taught at home more. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I was definitely taught that. Yeah. Like, let's, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do that, that's going to happen. And I don't think that's being mean. That's educating. Right? Yeah. That's educating that, you know, hey, when you're at a job, when you're at a party, when you're driving, you know, if you drink, you're going to get a DWI. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, right? Like, yeah. I think people need to be more conscious about the ramifications of their actions. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. And that was Star Shopping by the late great Little Peep here live on DTWD Radio. Now let's check in with Rizzle in the eye in the sky. Thanks, Tim. It's a smoky afternoon here in the 805. If you guys are making your commute on the 101, I suggest you don't. It's bumper to bumper, north and south, and all exits are blocked. Now this November 29th is Bolt Friday at downstory.com. Get all your favorite nuts and bolts for a discounted price once you use code BOLTFRIDAY19. Once again, November 29th, use code BOLTFRIDAY19 to save ridiculous amounts of money. Back to you, Tim. Thank you for that update, Big Frizzle. And we want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Downstar. Make sure you guys are ready for the Bolt Friday sale this November 29th. And now, back to the hit. Yeah, I, I don't know how people get it confused that what they say online isn't isn't real life because they're representing themselves online. So when you say something online, when I say something online, that's that's me saying it in a digital form. But the, the thoughts are still coming from me. Exactly. And I will tell you something. And I think I'm 100% correct on this. I have never made a post online. I had to delete it. Mm-hmm. That's more than I could say for a lot of people. Yeah. You understand? Because I stand by whatever I say. And I'm and I never I never walk with security. Yeah. I never I'm not afraid. Do you know what I mean? And I tell people walk up to me whenever you want. It's okay. I'm you know what I mean, I'm not here to fight anybody, but I'm also socially responsible to be aware of what I do and what I say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I and I think if I had to ask something out of more people, it would be like, just think about what you're writing first. You know yeah. what I mean? Just take 30 seconds. Yeah, no, definitely. Just to, just take time for to read what you're going to say and see how the other person would perceive it. Right, right. Not only about their feelings, but about how, how am I representing myself? Because at the end of the day, right, you have to be very conscious about how you represent yourself. Not because, oh, F what everybody thinks or say about me, but because how do I present myself is what matters. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, I have to be happy with myself. And if I'm misrepresenting myself, how could I be happy? Yeah. It actually seems like that happens a lot, um, maybe like in the drag race community. It, it does. Do you know why that would be i you know i honestly uh drag racing is a very uh macho sport very ego driven right mm -hmm. and sometimes there is few individuals that don't exercise that that filter that control uh to be socially responsible and analyze what they're gonna say or do right mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I've been around a long time. I, I hear people ch say to me like, "Oh, it isn't cheating until you get caught." Mm -hmm. Or it isn't. Well, you might, you might be willing to look at it like life that way, right? But then when you get caught, man up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Be socially responsible and don't try to put the responsibility for your actions on other people. Yeah. Because guess what? That was your choice. It's the same thing as getting caught with drugs on a car or 
getting caught robbing a house or it's you yeah it's on you you did it you know what i mean yeah like that was your choice you know what i mean don't say oh well if they wouldn't have left the window open you <laughs> Yeah. What, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, man. And and uh, I really think that it holds some people back from getting to that next level in their career. I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I really do feel that the sport of drag racing deserves to be looked at at the bigger light, such as drifting does. I agree with you 100%. There selling themselves short but they're also selling the sports short mm -hmm. because with their behavior not only they're misrepresenting themselves they're misrepresenting the sport and it makes sponsors and company shy away from ah, i don't want to be part of that there's too much drama on that stuff and you know what and that's um That's uh, a lot of credit that I give to to um, Jim and, and Ryan. I think is from Formula D. Okay, they they run a they have a great packaging. They it has a great look, and the racers have taken responsibilities for themselves. They have become stars and this and that, and they wear their uniform. They they understand that there is a value to their persona, right? Mm -hmm. Where what I see in drag racing is a lot of great guys, Definitely. right? But they don't understand the value of their persona. And then sometimes when they don't get their way or they have a situation, they misuse their social media power to try to further their agenda. Where, guess what? I didn't make these rules, right? Two wrongs don't fix a right don't make a right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if something wrong happened and you're upset and then you go out and say something else that is wrong, you're likely to have been wrong about it anyway, but then you just made another run on top of it. Yeah. And we just still, we're going down a down spiral. We're making the sport look bad, right? So that's, that's why you see, like, when people are on social media bashing OGS or bashing me or this and that. Guess what, Javier does? I'm just out there enjoying my life, yeah. driving my foreign cars <laughs> with the fuel that the haters are paying for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's okay. I'm not, I don't get upset about it anymore. I, I You know, when I was less strong mentally yeah i used to let social media opinion or pressure get to me and and made me feel hurt inside yeah. right guess what the only thing that matters to me is my opinion in yeah. my head because I, i know the way i'm conducting myself i know that i that i do business with a good mindset a good heart I know that I want to, that the legacy I want to live is that guy was an addition to the sport, not a subtraction to the sport. Yeah. And I also have a legacy to live, to leave to my kids. Now my dad was a good guy. Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to remember me in a bad way. So guess what? Why a guy... What a guy with a police record and bad credit or this and that attacking me on social media that have pulled numerous scams or this and that says about me don't matter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what matters is what I think here, how I feel here. Yeah. That's it. So what was it, the change that happened that made you more, um, I guess self-aware of of your actions and not really letting that the opinions of others bother you as much as it would in the past. Oof. We don't we don't have time for all, <laughs> we don't have time for all that. But I give you that I give you the abbreviated version, right? Yeah. So that it could potentially help others, yes. right? You have to go through a growth process in life to be able to achieve your not only your goals, but to to be able to be your very best, right? 
And you could only get there by becoming self-aware, right? And self-aware, self-awareness is not putting yourself down. It's actually becoming aware of your strength and your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And then being comfortable addressing them and being comfortable with exploiting your strength and following what you love, right? And people say, oh, it must be easy. Or, oh, this guy got money. Yeah. It's, you know, guess what? Success is within all of us. We just need to figure out what, what that one gift that we were given, right? And no matter how you look at it, whether you believe, I believe in God, right? No matter how you look at it. So if you believe in a scientific approach to the world mm -hmm. or God or whatever, we were all born. We were either born with one gift, if you want to go from the scientific side, mm -hmm. or we were given one gift by God, right? So my gift was to be a very detail-oriented, driven individual. So when I apply that, that gift to something I love, which is cars and events, I have no choice but to be successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but if God would have gave me a gift of like, oh, this guy could draw the best paintings ever, then I'd be a successful painter. Yeah. But that, that's what people don't realize, right? Sometimes they want to emulate somebody. But they don't realize that their, poten their own potential is greater. Definitely. So don't limit yourself by copying somebody. Figure it out what is that you're good at and become the very best at that, right? So for a long time, you know, there are a lot of books out there that could help people, but I'm not going to mention them now, right? But for a long time, I was, I was very angry at the world, right, as a whole. And, and, and that's a byproduct of how you were brought up or how you grow up. We're all a byproduct of our parents or our environment and all that. So I was very angry at the world. And the only thing that I saw as a goal, right, from when I become when when I became socially conscious and you know as a teenager or something, it was money. So I set a very rational goal. I have to be rich by twenty five. Mm -hmm. That's an irrational goal, right? Some people would say, "Oh, but that, everybody has to have goals." Yeah, but being rich is an irrational goal. Mm -hmm. Being happy should be your goal. Yes, right. So, hey, I get to 25, I'm not rich. Now I'm even more mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, damn, so life sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't do what I was going to say to do. But guess what? Life works in funny ways. I meet the owner of Raceway Park, Vincent Knapp, right? And this guy... So potentially me, after I made a phone call, like, you should do an import event. What is that? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to tell you. And we did the first event, 7,800 people. Wow. This guy was delighted. And he wanted to hand me some money. And I'm like, nah, man, I just did it for two tickets. No, no, I got to give you something. And he handed me $1,000. Oh, wow. I had no clue what he had made. It didn't matter to me. I didn't do it for money, right? But what was more important, those $1,000 didn't mean a goddamn thing. I had a, I had a great job at that time. I love cars. I love the fact that I was able to see them on the track and all that. But the real gift that I received that day was working next to that man because that man changed my life. That man told me that my mindset was wrong, that my limit was only in here that my potential success was limitless, right? So I, so I became, we became friends. And as we saw each other more for lunch, he told me little things. All I, all I needed to do was be willing to listen. But guess what? 
not everything good lasts forever. This man only had two years of his life left. Hmm. So I learned a lot in two years. And then, you know, this man passed away. And all I wanted to do is apply his teachings, right? And through applying his teachings, I became successful. You know, but then guess what? I became successful making money, right? But I still wasn't happy inside. Yeah. So I achieved my goals as far as money was concerned, right? And then I said to myself, so now what? You thought this was going to make you happy. Now you're looking at it. And you're still feeling shitty inside. I figured out something was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's when I, you know what? I don't, I'm not afraid to say it. That's when I went and seek the therapist. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that uh, I got some guidance. I, you know, I got some education on why I, why, why was I thinking like that? How did I became that type of person, right? And then I became self-aware and self-educated and then learned that, you know what? Nah, your happiness is only depending on you, how you feel inside, what people say about you. You can't let it affect you. You're the one allocating that power, giving them the ability to rent space in your head. Yeah. So then when, once that became irrelevant, you, be, you gain a wealth of time, right? Like... I'm not only paying attention to what anybody thinks, I'm, I'm I got more time to think about what I want to create, what I want to build, what I want to do, right? You know, something that was very hurtful to me when people would say that I only do events to make money. This is my passion. And, you know, this year I decided to buy another business, mm-hmm. right? To make money. Because guess what? When that other business which is gonna make a lot of money, then I'm gonna take that money and sponsor myself yeah. and further my passion. <laughs> Not sponsor myself as buying more cars for myself because yeah. I, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. But uh, no, put more money into the events yeah. so that I could build even greater events because this is what I love to do. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all about being happy in life, right? And that's what I teach my kids and that's what, because when you're happy, you attract positive people around you. Yeah. When you're happy, those positive people are going to teach you things that you, that angry people aren't going to be able to have access to. When you're happy, then success is going to be attracted to you because nobody wants to be around unhappy people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome, man. And I can relate to that so much. Uh, I don't know if it's um, us being born in the same time <laughs> we're both aries <laughs> how we think about things but uh yeah I, I, as much as i've been becoming so much more self-aware of my actions the things i do the things that i say like life has just changed so much better for me you know and it's i look at a lot of these people and um i always say the drag racers because i respect them so much but I see that there is so much more opportunity out there for them. But I just think that they they don't understand that they could push it to the next level. You know, whenever I would go to like an FD event, a uh, grid life event or something like that and see the production that they have going on, the uh, the way that their their teams work together and things like this, I, I, I just think that the the honda drag race community is doing things that nobody in the world would have ever even thought about right right and and i'll tell you something very important sorry to interrupt no worries, you, but no. and a lot of times i ask you know damn i really wish you guys would do this or do that oh why would i do that to help you make more money <laughs> nah man you're not seeing the right <laughs> yeah. picture so that's almost and not to be petty, right? But that's almost why I'm buying this other business. To make crazy money so I could sell people like, nah, I don't need you to do that yeah. to get me money. I need you to do that because it's the right thing for the sport so that it could grow. And then you could see you're going to receive dividends on it, on your effort, right? All I wish is I saw a little more effort mm-hmm. from these guys, more appreciation. 
But when we ask them to do something, then they feel like, oh, I'm not going to help you make more money. Yeah. You're not helping me make more money, Miranda. You, you, you in life, we can't afford to be narrow-minded. We got to look at things from an overall perspective, right? And yeah. only then we're going to be able to receive the entire benefits. Because when I, when I just... People that only look at things from like, oh, what is in that for me, yeah. right? Like, let's for example, this podcast, right? You're not getting paid for it, but yeah. if you were just looking at it, what is in it for me, right? Then you wouldn't be having me here talking, right? And the gain here today, right, hopefully, hopefully at least one person learns something from what I have to say today. Because I'm just here sharing facts, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, whether people believe it or not, I'm as real as there is. And my goal is to be an addition to this world, not a subtraction. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I add to it every day. And I don't have to say, oh, I gave this to this person, or I gave that to that person. Because I don't need to say it to feel good about it. I just need to do it and keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think... Uh like we were talking about before the podcast that, that we still we're still not monetizing this in any way but when you say monetize that's like money making money and that's not any of my interest having these 115 conversations most of them lasting over two hours the knowledge that i'm receiving from all of these guests that i'm having these different outlooks on life that's monetizing it to me Exactly, because there's an inherent value on it, right? When people learn to realize that knowledge is power and that power that you get is what in terms going to give you the ability to monetize future opportunities, then you learn to realize, nah, I want to listen. Yeah. I want to talk less and listen more yeah. so that I could apply this knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, you know, big, big shout out to all the drag race community out there. Everything that they've been able to accomplish in these last few years to make these these strides from where it was and where it is today. And there should, like I said earlier, there should be no reason that there isn't, it isn't broadcast on ESPN. I, absolutely. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ma make a pretty blunt statement, right? The Honda and Acura community, right, and the import community have been the pioneers of electronic and turbo technology in racing. I don't care whether you're drifting or drag racing or Prama racing. Promots didn't have a turbo in sight. They were import drag racers that established that that the technology that came along, the electronics and all that, the, fur, the development, all that came from import drag racing. These are the people that paved the way, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. for that uh, electronic and turbo technology to be developed. There were no turbos inside on promo drag racing. That segment of racing has a lot of money, right? And now they're able to further the ECU developments and the new ECUs and all that. But who pioneered this was import drag racers and Honda specifics, you yeah. know what I mean? So, they, so all it needs to be is people to understand and pay homage to those who paved the wave, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to tell you something. I, how I got into this is because I would spend my Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, watching street racing. And then guess what? A guy called Kip Kenton, owner of Turbo Magazine, I will buy that magazine, and then boom, I see Lisa Kubo on the cover with a green car, and I see Battle the Imports, Frank Choi. Mm -hmm. That guy is a pioneer. So I have to pay homage to him because he did events before I did. And I said, man, if they're doing that 3,000 miles away, and we got a ton of people over here, I got to call the track so we could <laughs> do this over here. Yeah. And that's how I call the track. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to tell you that. 
I invented import drag racing events. And there was probably somebody before Frank that did it. But I, I have to be respectful about it. And that's the part that I get upset about when people aren't respectful of what I have brought to the table yeah. or what, what I have created or the opportunities that I have opened and stuff like that. I had a guy last year tell me um, how, you know, he couldn't wait to build bigger events than me. I said, I wish you luck. I hope you do. But guess what? This guy still come to my events passing his flyers. If you're that much better, why do you need that? Yeah. I don't take offense to it. You know why? Because I'm living my life. Yeah. If not concerned about anybody else. If you're concerned about becoming better than me, then you're limiting yourself. Yeah. Because my goal for my own kids is for them to be 10,000 times better than me. Definitely. You know, so if you're just shooting to be a little better than me, I hate to tell you, and I don't know if this PC or not, but you're fucked. <laughs> I love it, Hav. I love it, man. I love how, how, how direct you are and how clear you are with your goals and not letting anybody or anything get in your way. And um, I, I, too, have been looking at, you know, uh, copycats and competition and things like that in a, in a total different light now. You know, in the past, I would look at it with a more emotional feeling to it. But now I think that these people that I inspire to make product like us do similar things that we do, they have a family that looks up to them as my family looks up to me. And if they can be that for their family on, on an idea that they got from us, like that makes me feel good. Right, right. And, and you know what? Um, branding and brand awareness and all that, people could, people could copy your product, right? But they can copy you. We're all uh, unique individuals, right? So if people like you and I focus on our own brand, there's no way to become better. Because I work on my brand seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Guess what? You're not going to be better than me at being me. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And... Trust me when I tell you, I'm living the life I want to live. You know what I mean? I'm not flexing on the ground with no GTRS yeah. and all this. You know, I'm living the life that I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bought a new FKA. That's the car I want to drive. You know what I mean? I, I bought a new RDX. That's the car I want to drive. You know what I mean? Like, It's all about embracing the life you want to live, not living the life other people want you to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. once I think once we understand that, then we start living for ourselves. You know what I mean? Not to put down the person that is able to buy that or enjoy that because there's many. I love Porsches, but that's not my favorite car. Yeah. My favorite car. You know what I mean? Like, my favorite car is Hondas. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. then guess what? That's what I'm going to drive. You know what I mean? Like, but like, oh, at your age, you should be driving this. That's your opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people define success as uh, being rich. But um, what I've come to find out is that everybody has a different definition for success. So what would your definition be of a successful life? A successful life is being happy with yourself within your space. So success have no tax bracket. I'll tell you what. I used to make a lot more money, right? And I was unhappy. And I didn't do anything that I like, right? I make less money now, but I have a bigger team. And I'm able to do the things I enjoy. I define that as success. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So success is unique for everybody. Success doesn't mean, you know, having a boat or a jet or this or a Bentley or a Ferrari. Because that's success for person X yeah. or person Y. I think you, you got to become self-aware and be able to define success for yourself so that, that you could inevitably end up being happy by setting up realistic goals. Yeah. 
we don't we're all not gonna be billionaires we're we're all not gonna be millionaires we're all not gonna have every single car we dream of but figure it out what's the defining factor where you're gonna feel happy happy to get up in the morning happy to see your wife or your kid happy to see your girlfriend happy to go out and have a drink with your friends or just have dinner I think success is being able to achieve that happy medium between I got what I want or need, right? And I'm happy with it, yeah. right? If you live your life constantly chasing the happy thing, you missed it. Because I'm speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the greatest revelations my therapist made to me was, you know, I listened to all these achievements, right? And I could see them. But it's interesting that you live your life with blinders and you couldn't see them. So every time I achieve fun, my greatest event was a 30,000 people event, right? And all I could think about the next day is, how am I gonna top this? Mm. When I should have been thinking like, Damn, this was awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm able to come here, have a Taco Tuesday, and feel great about it the next day. Yeah. And I didn't make a dime, but I feel great. You know what I mean? <laughs> so able to make that transition, right, to where you give a greater meaning, a greater value to things based on how based on how you should be able to appreciate them and feel and and then in, in, let that ex, let that enjoyment and experience carry it through a couple of days rather than damn how am i gonna top that? <laughs> yeah i feel you man so you've mentioned a couple times that um you'd love to give back to people whether it's the car or free merch on the H day stage or uh, free events, Taco Tuesday. Now, where do you think that that comes from that you want to give happiness to others? Wow, th this is probably gonna blow your mind, right? Well, listen, I lived, I lived a very unhappy life that was very focused on money very focused on you know what i mean like let's let's get personal yeah so my parents left me at six months old and i only met them when i was eight because they went to search for a better life right when they came they didn't only leave me so you know i'm not saying this so people feel bad for me i'm just sharing so that people understand life is not that bad right so i met my parents when, when i was eight they came back with a lot of money to Colombia, but not parenting skills. So now they came, opened business and stuff like that. And rather than develop those parent skills, they went and became socialites. And they lived the life of socialites. And now we're living in a home with two parents that don't know their kids and four kids that don't like each other. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it was uh, very money-driven. We had everything we wanted to have. We had mates, we had this and all that. But everybody was unhappy. Nobody liked each other, nobody loved each other. So that was my environment. So I grew, I grew up very unhappy and I said to myself, I need to do big things to get the hell out of this, right? Not understanding what the issue was, but I just knew that I wasn't happy. So now I live, I get married, but I was never given that warmth that you get from parents and stuff like that. And, and I marry a wonderful woman and she tried to give me that, but I couldn't accept it because I, I didn't know what that was. That felt uncomfortable to me, right? Yeah. So, you know, out of loyalty, we still married for like 20, 23 years, had two beautiful kids, and, you know, we decided to separate. But now that I understand it, right, I know how great that gift was. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
that woman was put in my life to show me what I didn't have, what I didn't have growing up. We were able to create two beautiful kids, right? And guess what? This woman is like my sister. We love each other, not like husband and wife, but she'll do anything for me. I'll do anything for her. And, you know, it's the greatest gift I ever got. And to me, my kids and her are the only family I know. Do you know what I mean? So so you asked me a question, right? And when you learn to put the negative things in your life behind and learn to accept them, that I cannot change my past, you want to build a better future. And that's what I'm building. You know, my kids are happy. I, they live a happy life. You know, we have a good time. We go on vacation with their mom. We enjoy each other's company. I see them every week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that to me is success, right? So me being able to embrace the negative things in my life allow me to grow. Do you know what I mean? We don't we don't have time for all that, right? <laughs> but because uh, we got 15 more minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I don't want people to feel petty for me, to feel bad, because I was able to turn that negative and 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 grow from it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm. You have, to, if I had a message for people from today, right? There's people probably saying like, "Oh, I can't believe he said that," but I just keep it a hundred, right? And I'm gonna tell you, all that upbringing just created a lot of anger and a lot of focus on money and uh, thinking that I was gonna become happy with that, right? Think about this. I really never drank until I was 40-something. Oh, wow. I never even smoked a cigarette until I was 40-something. Then, guess what? All hell broke loose. (laughs) And all, all the negative things growing up, they just piled on top of me. And then I became depressed. That's how I ended up at a therapist. And I tell you, I don't wish that on anybody. But it's something you must go through, through experience growth. And I did. I, I'm sitting here today thankfully saying to you, guess what? I was able to beat depression. I don't have to drink pills anymore. Yeah. Because my mind, which is your controlling factor, was able to overpower and process all the negative things, and now I have turned them into a positive, right? Like, now what people think or say about me doesn't affect me, you know? Now now I understand, but when you constantly, when I was constantly popping pills to medicate myself and to just plainly accept what other people were doing to me or accept, or accept what was done to me or what was happening to me, I was just putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. Nah, you need to just stop and talk to people. And talk to people and voice your opinion, let them voice their opinion back and be able to accept your past. And understand that if you don't like your present, change it. We're not trees. You got to change it, right? And build your future. Work on your future. Because nobody else is going to do it but yourself. It's, It's your future depends on you now when you were going through this depression did you have people telling you that maybe you should get help or was there a time that it just clicked in your head that enough is enough i got to figure this out you know you have to be able to there are key factors that show you that i'm not doing well right i'm gonna blow everybody's mind once again (laughs) You know, you s- I'm sitting here, right? And hopefully this would educate people. Definitely. And would show them, like, you know what? No matter what I'm going through, I could just mentally get myself together and get out of it, right? So, so I was going through depression, right? And there was a lot of social media turmoil. 
and so many social media attacks on on the track on OGS on me and all that. Can you give us a year? About it's it's hard, hard. It's hard for me to give you a year, gotcha. but okay. But it was it was just so bad, and it was at a time where I wasn't doing well. Not money wise, yes. I wasn't doing well mentally, right? So it was at a time where I wasn't doing well mentally, and now I'm getting attacked, right? Mm-hmm. So guess what? I become an alcoholic. You know what I mean? I started drinking at five, four, three, two, one. Oh shit. It's 11, let me have a beer. Oh, uh, I started drinking at 9 in the morning, right? So when that happened, I'm like, this is not normal. I got to go to a psychiatrist or something, right? So I go, uh, and I'll make this quick. Maybe maybe another time you'll have me. Definitely, definitely. And the lady goes, oh, you think you're an alcoholic? Why do you think that? Oh, this. She goes, you're not an alcoholic. You're having anxiety attacks. Mm. I'm like, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, here, take this little pill whenever you feel that coming, and it's going to go away. Okay. Here is the problem. So now you give a little pill to a smart person like me, and uh, now I understand. All I got to do is tell her the symptoms I want, and she's gonna give me the pill I want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're and we're insurance. That's just a legal drug dealer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like. I want to be more productive. So I want uh, Adderall. And then I want Adderall XR. Yeah. And then, you know, that combined with my depression medicine, then I'm hooked on working twenty hours a day. Do you know what I mean? So. All hell break loose, and I'm like, where are you going with this, man? Yeah. So business is doing great, but my mental state is terrible. And I'm like, this thing got to change. So try quitting all that cold turkey. Wow. <laughs> so I got to stop. So, yeah. so I quit that cold turkey. And I was able to just find a therapist to work with me. And it was tough, man. It was tough. But uh, but I, I was able to weed myself of that and focus on becoming a better self and becoming self-aware, understanding my shortcomings in life. And, and I put the alcohol and the prescription and all that behind me. And through therapy... I was able to just put the pills behind me, put everything behind me, and we're sitting here today, yeah, me being happy because I'm happy i don't I don't care what nobody thinks about me as long as I'm living the correct life, I don't have a record, I have great credit, I have two great kids, I have a sister, yeah Do you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> Do you know. Life is beautiful, man. Life is beautiful. I have a staff that love me. I have a team. You know what I mean? I have a lot of fans that appreciate me. And now you heard the Javier Ortega story. So the Javier Ortega that you see have gone through a lot in life. Yeah. But I don't regret it one bit. Definitely. Because I'm just a stronger person. And the reason why I'm sharing all this is because no matter what deep hole you're into, just understand you're just one thought away from getting out of it. Hav, I love it, man. You know, I wish we had a lot more time. Hopefully one of these days you make it to California and we can get you in the studio and uh, sit down because there's a lot more that I want to talk about, man. But I appreciate you making this time. So um, before we get out of here, I'm going to definitely put you on the spot, though. What do we have coming for H Day to look forward to in 2020? You know what? I'll close it with one statement. OGS 1320, you know what we do. We do big things. So 2020, (laughs) get ready because we're going to do even bigger. There we go, man. Make sure you guys really follow along with Javier. You you have been a mentor to me for the last... you know, eight years since I've been going to to uh, H Day, 
and every chance that we have a conversation you always drop gems on me man and anytime that you see me diverting in a certain direction you'll always reach out to me and give me different perspectives of ways to look at things and i i, I always appreciate that man really really thank you no my pleasure like i said i want to leave a legacy that says you know i was an addition to this world not a not a a subtraction not a subtraction you know what i mean and so my goal is to share the love and knowledge that i have and you know if you're a hater trust me i still got love for you do you know what i mean yeah definitely man so um where can everybody find you at uh you and the uh all the brands that you have going on well my personal instagram is at the 1320 don right at D1320 Don, D-O-N, and at official age day, if you're a Honda and Acura fan, at OGS1320, if if you're an overall a sport compact import drag racing type of guy. And you know, OGS1320.com, that's our company website. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast and, and, you, and you're like, damn, that's me going through tough times or whatever, just slide at the end. Yeah. I'm I'm always willing to listen and try to give guidance, man, because what I went through, I don't wish it on anybody, but I know that a lot of people have gone through that. And there's no shame on having depression. There's no shame. You know, if you have cancer, people, oh, they feel bad for you. If you're depressed, people try to make it think that you're weak. Yeah. That is actually an incorrect thought. God only gives the warriors that could handle war. Do you know what I mean? I love it. So you're just one of the strong ones, so you send a different gift, but don't worry. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, man. Guys, this was such a great sit-down, Hoff. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Frank. Um, I look forward to 2020, what you have in store, and you know that we'll be a part of it for, for whatever we got going on. Thank you, buddy. It was a pleasure. Much success to you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, guys, it's Downtime with Downstar. Make sure you follow Hav and um, make it out to H Day. I guarantee it'll be one of the best trips that you do for yourself. And uh, it'll spark that interest for you, man. Yeah, you won't regret it. Definitely. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. So. Awesome, guys. All right, we're out of here. Downtime with Downstar 115. Thank you. <laughs>